Good morning and happy Mother's Day. As Father Emmanuel mentioned, my name is Susan Pewson. I'm very honored to be here today sharing with you about my journey in faith, service to the community as an expression of my faith, and what I now like to term surviving motherhood one Hail Mary at a time. My husband John and I have been married 19 years. The best gifts John ever gave me are our two children, Elizabeth and Nicholas, both students at Carmel Catholic. And I would be remiss if I did not mention our two golden doodles, Wrigley and Lily. We have been parishioners at St. Joseph's since January 2010. On Mother's Day, we give special recognition to all types of mothers who have treated us with the love and care of the Good Shepherd. Through today's gospel, we are reminded how our mothers exemplified a shepherd by being watchful, leading by example, going back for a wayward one, correcting the wanderer, and encouraging trust. Mothers are there for their children in times of distress, gently leading and guiding their children, preparing them to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit as he guides them throughout the rest of their lives. This is a special day we should appreciate the love of a good shepherd around us in our lives because Jesus clearly has shown us what selfless giving of oneself is all about. Let us also remember our deceased mothers who fulfilled this role. I am so grateful for the love I received from my mother, my good shepherd, my best friend. My three older brothers and I were raised in Columbus, Ohio as cradle Catholics, attending Catholic grade school and high school. I still remember my mom making meals for funerals, my dad offering a ride to an elderly woman after church, phone calls from both of my parents to their friends who needed to know someone cared, attending Mass on Sundays and Holy Days, and our family supporting the church and following church practices. Because of my upbringing, I developed a foundation in Catholicism and a desire to make a difference to show others I cared. I have frequently been reminded of Jeremiah 29, verse 11, which states, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God answered my prayers when I met John, although much later than I planned. We eventually married and moved to Gurney, joining St. Paul the Apostle Parish, but rarely attending. A year later, our daughter Elizabeth was born. Ten months after the birth of Elizabeth, I became pregnant again. At the 20-week ultrasound, we found out that the baby had a cleft lip and palate. I was overcome by anxiety of what could be because I knew too much from my days working as a pediatric critical care nurse. These feelings were also accompanied by unrealistic guilt and blaming myself that I had done something to cause it, not that God was punishing me, though. Isaiah 41, verse 40, comforted me with, Do not fear, I am with you. Do not be anxious, I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you. I prayed frequently, asking God that it would all be okay. 
Nineteen weeks later, Nicholas was born healthy with just a cleft lip and palate. I was so thankful to God and to Children's Hospital of Wisconsin as they did his repairs seamlessly. However, I continued to struggle with thoughts of guilt and blame. Then a few years later, I came to find peace through discussions in a small faith group I joined. It dawned on me that because of Nicholas, I have been able to better reach out and help others in similar medical situations and show empathy as Christ wants us to do. During all this time, John and I knew we needed to make church more of a priority. In November 2009, my mom passed away. It was during my mom's wake as we were praying the rosary with family. I powerfully realized that in the end, this is what it all really comes down to, faith and family. Perhaps it was the Holy Spirit calling me back to the church, the call we had been waiting for. Or was it my mother shepherding me from above? Luke 22, verse 43, so beautifully states, And to strengthen him, an angel from heaven appeared to him. A few months later, Nicholas's speech therapist asked if we would be interested in working with a developmental therapy student named Melissa. Melissa is the one who ultimately led us to St. Joseph, a church and school we most likely would not have considered, thinking it was too far as we lived in Gurney. Melissa was a prisoner at St. Joseph at the time and mother of six. Through assessment papers she wrote about her family, I was reminded of the importance of faith, traditions, rituals, and education. It was the wake-up call we needed again to shape up our family and return to the church. We checked out St. Joseph's Family Mass that weekend and loved it. We knew it was the right place to make our church and school home. Just a little over six months after losing my mom, my dad passed away unexpectedly. And going into the house afterwards, I found devotion books and prayers around the home, one tucked underneath the orange placemat where my dad had begun his last day. It is in honor of my dad that I became a proclaimer at Sunday Mass, a witness to Christ's presence in my life and in hopes others might find peace and support in God's word as my dad did. Family Mass quickly became a prominent part of our lives and a place we could be found every Sunday. As we heard in today's gospel, Jesus calls us his sheep and reminds us why coming together as a flock is so important. Uniting in community, we imitate the unity of God. I became involved in Java with Joe, exploring how to connect more families in the Family Mass, and as time progressed, Family Mass lead and a Eucharistic minister. I wanted to model for our children how to embrace their Catholic faith. When COVID hit, we shifted our Mass time to 1045 drive-in, where I serve as a proclaimer and Eucharistic minister, and my daughter Elizabeth serves as a Eucharistic minister. You will see her, you will see her here today, a sight that brings joy to my heart. Throughout the past 12 years, I continue to grow in my faith by attending the Team 19 Christ Renews His Parish Chirp Retreat, participating as a witness in Stations of the Cross, hosting a Living Our Strengths workshop at our home, 
engaging in women's half-day renewal retreats, and volunteering at the Waukegan Holy Family Soup Kitchen and St. Joseph Food Pantry. Proverbs 22, verse 6 counsels us, Train the young in the way they should go. Even when old, they will not swerve from it. As a family, we began volunteering together at the Holy Family Soup Kitchen. One of the most heartwarming sights was seeing my son Nicholas at the distribution window, interacting with the guest to see if they needed any supplies or extra food. He was the hands of Christ, reaching out to those in need and offering a spirit of hope. Based on my own health experiences, a call from the Holy Spirit, and as a way to teach our children how to care for and comfort the sick, our family began an annual chemo care bag service project in 2016. Through the efforts and donations of many in the community, especially St. Joseph Parish and my Gurney neighborhood, 700 cancer patients in the past seven years have received a chemo care bag to help comfort them from the side effects of chemotherapy. Inspired by a dear friend of mine named Kathy and mother of four, who passed from a long battle with cancer a few years back, each bag now contains a card with the word hope that was colored in by a school child. She said it was hope which kept her going for so many years. One cannot have hope without faith. When my children entered the teen years, I often found myself feeling overwhelmed with emotion and how was I going to handle all the changes that occur with high school and the shift from our tight St. Joseph school community? As I sat at the May crowning in 2021 with my son's eighth grade class, Father Trout said the words I needed to hear. Mary appears when people need hope and encouragement. She will always be the mother in our life to keep our, hope, our hearts uplifted and close to Jesus. We were reminded to pray to her for, for support and intercession. Over the past year, my motto has become surviving motherhood, one Hail Mary at a time. Anytime I start to worry about my children, feel anxiety spiraling, or just don't know what to do about a situation, I pray the, whole the Hail Mary and find peace. One last story I will share summarizes my faith and motherhood. A few weeks ago on a Tuesday night, just before midnight, I was driving Elizabeth and her friend home from an Elevation worship concert. Both teenage girls were high on Jesus, filled with a passion for the Lord, sharing videos of worship songs, talking about how cool it was to see the old people, my age, I think they meant, with their <laughs> hands in the air and singing along. We dropped Elizabeth's friend off in Libertyville and were headed back to Gurney. As we approached an intersection, we frequently traveled by St. Paul the Apostle Church and heading west. There was an ambulance coming in the opposite direction, heading east. While I could have made the light when it changed and gotten over as the ambulance passed, something inside of me told me to pull over before going through that intersection and wait. From out of nowhere, it seemed, and heading south, a car went through the intersection, perhaps rushing a changing light or turning on red. 
The car lost control as it turned, spinning off the road down a shallow embankment and lodging itself between the trees on the opposite side of the road next to us. Had I had not had that divine intervention to wait, we would have no doubt been hit and perhaps injured. With concern for our safety in the dark of the night on a not-so-traveled road at that hour and suspicions about the car, I called 911 from a short distance away to report the accident and get help there. The 911 operator asked me to return to the scene to give a report to the police. As we quickly pulled back up to the scene, we saw the uninjured victim resembling someone from the show Cops standing outside the car with airbags deployed talking to the police. Elizabeth asked me, why did this happen? Why did we have to witness an accident and almost become victims ourselves? Prior to that, it was such a wonderful night and now every feeling of joy came crashing down. I told her, God was looking out for us. He is always with us. I really had no reason to stop with the ambulance the distance it was. God protected us. Maybe God wanted me to be there with her to witness something like this so she could see what to do should she ever experience a similar situation as she is now driving. Or what if the person had been injured? We were there to make that call for help. There are many things out of control in our life. God is in charge. We may not understand the reason at the time, but later it will surface. That night, as I lay myself down to sleep, praying Hail Mary after Hail Mary, I was thankful for God's protection and being able to shepherd Elizabeth. In closing, I would like to leave you with a quote by Father Albert Delp that I try to instill in my children as it reminds me what being a Christian is. When through one person, a little bit more love, a little bit more care, a little more kindness comes into the world, that person's life has had meaning. So no matter who we are, we do make a difference, despite how insignificant we think our actions might be. To all the mothers, thank you for making a difference and shepherding your flock. Happy Mother's Day.